Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey friends, welcome to September. Thanks for listening to the happy hour today. I'm your host, Jamie, and we have a great show today. Today on the show, I sat down with a fairly new friend of mine. Her name's Ashley Miner, and I met Ashley. Well, we're going to tell you the story, but I met her last year when she invited me to come speak at the FCA at the University of Texas, and I was over the top giddy, and she's going to tell you that she thought I would never respond, and I'm like, Ashley, I love FCA, I love Jesus, and I love the Longhorns. Why would I say no? So I met her there. And since then, I have really grown to like this girl a whole lot. Uh, She now comes up to the studio and she's an intern with us. She has her own podcast that we're going to talk about. She is really an amazing woman who's doing great things at the college campus at the University of Texas. So today we talk about that. We talk about what college students are going through and more even depth in that conversation. We talk about college athletes and what they're having to deal with. No matter if you have a college friend, if you're in college, or if you've never been to college, you're going to get something out of this conversation today. Also, I want to tell you, go listen to her podcast. It's called Come Like a Child, and she does a great job over there. We also talk about football. You know, I can't help it because I love football, and I love the Longhorns. And in fact, tomorrow's our first game, and we're so excited. So we talk about that, and I gush over a dream guest on the show. Oh, my gosh. I'm kind of embarrassed how much I gushed over wanting this person to come on. You'll have to listen. Anyhow, you're going to love this show. If you want more information about this show, go to jamieivy.com slash hh518. That's the episode. You guys, I want to tell you, our holiday gift guide is in force. We're selling tickets. If you don't know about the holiday gift guide, you're missing out, first of all. It's a live podcast recording, but it's better than that. I have two guests that are joining me. It's a show where we showcase brands that we think you should spend your money on this holiday season. So we're recording that October 2nd. Tickets are on sale. Go to jamieivy.com and you can see a place to buy tickets there. But it's super fun. It's taking place in Round Rock, Texas, which is basically just North Austin. Come to Austin for a girls weekend. It's on Sunday, October 2nd. If you can't make it, just know that we have a really great show that we're filming and recording for you that will come out later in the year to help you all with your gift guide buying this holiday season. All right, friends, here's my conversation with Ashley Miner. Ashley, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you so much. It's a dream. Honestly, I've <laughs> it's a dream. Of, it is. It is. I was telling my best friend and she was like, wow. She was like, it happened so fast. And I said, Yes, it is. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you it happened so fast because we sprung it on you. (laughs) So we have been talking about wanting to have you on because I told you this summer I listened to your podcast and I heard your story. And I was like, Lindsay, we got to talk about this. And then then we're like, hey, can you record today? (laughs) Yeah. So While I'm at work, it's like, yeah, yeah. let's do it. So you're here because you've been interning for us. Yes. And we are so grateful for you. Thank you. It's you guys have brought so much community. Just to be around godly women is it has filled my soul. So Aww. thank you for thank you for having me. I'm just so honored You're to be so a part kind. of this team. Yeah. Did we meet via Instagram? Did you send me a message on Instagram? We did. We did. <laughs> I did not think you would respond. And so I said I said I don't know if you remember, but I said something like this. Um, this is a long shot, but I used to play basketball, so I'm gonna take it. Will you come and speak at FCA? <laughs> Which, first of all, 
Actually, that is not a long shot. I was like freaking out that you would think that I could come speak at FCA yeah. for uh, at your college where you serve. I mean, it's the University of Texas, which also I was like, I was freaking out. That was not a long shot. That was a short shot. That was, was a layup, first of all. It was a long shot for me. You may not see it like that, but it was, I was like, she will not DM me back. And the next day I was like, oh my gosh, she said yes. And then I said, wait, I don't even know if we can pay her. <laughs> And I said, how much do you charge? And that's when you sent me to Lindsay. So, yeah. yeah. But thank you. Thank you for doing that. The yeah. kids enjoyed it. Honestly, I, it was, it was a- so great. And, you know, it's interesting because I am 44. So I was in college a long time ago. Mm. And my life drastically changed in college. Like, that's mm. where I started following Jesus. And I think a lot of college kids have that experience even if they like grew up in church and even if they're like i think i'm a christian you just get out on your own and or even just that age group if like you're not attending like a a regular four-year university but you're around that age group it's like god just does really cool things in college so right now you currently you work for fca which is fellowship of christian athletes yes and you serve as the fca director rep rep at the university of texas here in austin yes did you know i was fca president in my high school no Ashley, I was I, FCA president and acting a fool on the weekends. Let me tell you. We have some of those. <laughs> I mean, literally acting a fool. It's like I wore like, I was like two different people. Wow. But FCA in high school was, it was real social mm. and everybody went. Was it know? student-led? I, I was the president. <laughs> yes. I think we had a rep and my sweet mom helped out so much. Like she would help us get speakers and all kinds of stuff, but. It was student-led, and they should have done a little bit better background check is all I got to say because Mm. I shouldn't have been leading it. Um, But you know what? Here we are, the beginning of September. My kids have gone back to high school, but college kids are getting in the groove right now. And so I think I want to spend a little time talking to you about college kids and like, golly, what is it like to be a college kid right now? I first want to ask you this. I just saw on your Instagram about you praying at your church on Sunday. Mm. You yes. go to a church in uh, North Austin, and it's in Georgetown, right? Yes. And your pastors, Lori and Joe Champion, which yes. I am very fond of, both <laughs> of them. Um, can you tell us about that? Yes. So every once a month, we do this thing called Pursuit Night um, every first Wednesday. And Pastor Joe will lead us in worship and prayer. And so he will come in and when he feels led, we'll read a scripture to the congregation, and um, the the altar is open for you to come up and pray. And we, a, a good bit of us, were at the altar praying and believing for things, for healing, for financial freedom, so many things. And I was praying with a mentor, and one um, lady came over and she said, "Pastor Joe wants you on stage." And it was so unplanned, Jamie. And I was like, Do, can I even say no to this? And so I go on stage and he asks me about my ministry with FCA. And he knows how difficult it is. I have a personal relationship with Pastor Joe and Lori. And he said, I want you to pray over this ministry and over the students in the next generation. And man, I got so fired up, Jamie, about just praying over the campus at UT because mm-hmm. it is a very dark campus and if you are not from Austin or if you've never heard Austin it's a liberal city and these students a lot of them don't know Jesus they're in love with their sport and so just to 
prophetically say, man, God is going to move on this campus this season. It was a moment where so many, you know, hundreds of people in agreement with me praying for this school. It was it was an amazing moment. I still have chills, you know, from Saturday. That is so amazing. And, you know, I, I just saw something my friend Jen Jett did where she went to the campus at University mm-hmm. of Arkansas. She lives mm-hmm. there in Fayetteville or one of those cities up in um, Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And she was on campus offering to pray with girls who are going through Rush. Oh, wow. And it's just the same, like these college kids are dealing with so much. Um, I wanna hear specifically about your kids, uh, your college kids, cause you're dealing with athletes. And I yeah. think what a lot of people, what I didn't even understand before I met you was the amount of pressure that these collegiate athletes are under. And listen, you were a collegiate athlete. So I'm gonna go out yes. on a limb and say, this is not just like division one college athletes. This is like athletes across the board. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So tell I, me about some of the pressures. Yes. Yeah, so I, and I played division two. I wasn't good enough for division one, but we still were required to win and the pressures were there. But at Texas, Texas is probably the biggest athletic school in the nation. Um, some of the top athletes from high school come to Texas. And so the, the pressure from the AD falls down on the coach. And then all of that pressure falls down on the athletes and um, it's been pressure I want to say since they were children you will see some Mm. of them they've been throwing up the horn since they were three and five years old they were destined for this moment and so what happens is you miss so many birthdays so many family functions and then because you're at Texas there is a chance that you can go to the next level which is the pro level and what happens there is that I think the percentage Jamie is like 0.002 percent to make it to the pro level but they all think I'm gonna make it yeah and so what happens is when they don't make it Mm. because their identity is their sport that's when they fall off into whatever it is, drugs or alcoholism. And so there is so much pressure and, and not only from the coaches, but there it's it's between their teammates because they're all fighting each other just to get a starting spot, mm. if you will, in the boats or on the field or on the courts. And so that's how they view God. Because they've they're so performance driven, mm. they they think that they have to perform for God. And that's when we as FCA leaders and representatives come in and try to change that or help them change that and hope to God that if they don't get it by the time they leave college at least um, or while they're in college at least when they step across that stage and they yeah. and their dream is crushed you know and mm-hmm. so they are so performance mind driven I got to you know, read my Bible three times a day in order for God to love me. Mm. I've got to go serve someone for me to get a blessing because when you play basketball, it's work hard, put in extra work, stay up late, and then you get a starting spot. Wow. You know, when you're talking about it, I never played college sports. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people listening who are like, "I, I don't have that pressure. But we all do find our identity in other things besides God. Absolutely. And so what you're dealing with is just one specific thing. But I mean, I do that all the time. And I have to go back and confess like, oh, my identity was in how good my kids are behaving or my identity was in how successful I am at work or my identity is in like, oh, look, I have a happy marriage right now. And we all do that. What are the ways that you in your own life and talking to your kids, how are I call them your kids? Is that weird? (laughs) No, they're like my kids. I I have a lot of children. 28 years old. Just I have about 18 kids. And they're just not that much younger than you. 
is also the thing. Um, but how are you like kind of leading them into finding their identity in a place that can never let them down, mm-hmm. that they can never fail and that, that they're fully loved for who they are? What are mm-hmm. some things that you're kind of talking with them about? Yeah, so first, I just try to come in and get inside of their world. And mm. I, I I love to walk them through um, John 4 when Jesus is at the well with the Samaritan woman. He didn't come off to her and say, I am the Messiah. You're sleeping with five men and you're on your way to hell. He said, can I have some of your drink? And I think um, for me, that's where I start. I just come inside the tank is where the athletic cafeteria is. And I say, can I sit with you all? Mm -hmm. And I just hear, what sport do you play? What position do you play? And they will get to talking about, you know, their sport. And if I don't know anything about it, they will tell me more. And that's how I open up the relationship. And from there, I say, hey, can, can we go to lunch? Can we go out somewhere off the campus? And we just dive in, hey, are you a believer? Well, I grew up in a Christian family, but ever since I came to college, I'm, I I don't read my Bible or go to church as much. Well, can we walk through John 4? Mm. And they say, yeah. Um, and and it's uh, there. it was a racial issue with the Samaritan woman and Jesus. But for these kids, um, it's, it's almost similar. It's the same. These kids are lost, and they want to be loved for who they are. And the Samaritan woman did, too. And so that's how I just implement the, the gospel mm. and say, man, from this well that you're drinking from, it's not going to fill you. The If you look at the percentage, it's a very slim chance that you're going to go to the next level. But I can promise you that if you place your identity in Christ, mm. that you will no longer thirst again. And so that that I start there. I love John for I yeah. use it all the time. And I, I start there and it creates so many opportunities and they will leave. They probably won't say much, but they'll leave and they will sleep on that. And they'll come back and say, man, I don't think that the major I'm in, I should be doing this. Mm. I, I think I'm called to be a teacher. Actually, I had one of my students to say, Ashley, I think I'm called to the mission field. And she's a PT major. And I said, you would continue to do PT. And she said, yes, she said, but. I would love to do missions in PT, but if I can't do both, I want to go in the mission field. Wow. But they were never exposed to it until, you know, those one-on-one discipleships happen. That's so great. You know, I I told you at the beginning that my life was changed in college, and I know yours was as well. Yes. I, this summer, um, got to listen to your podcast, and I want to talk to you a little bit about your podcast and Mm -hmm. why you started a podcast Mm -hmm. and that type of stuff. But um, I heard your story, and I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. she has overcome a lot. Mm-hmm. You have endured a lot. Uh, I would love to hear a little bit about like how Jesus captured you in college. And I and yes. I know you grew up in a home going to church and all that kind of stuff, but tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. So yeah, I grew up in a home um, where my mom is a believer, my entire family, but we were not consistent in going to church. We would say that there is a God, no relationship there. Until so when I got to college, I went to, I got a scholarship before ride to Mississippi College. It's, it's a Christian college. And I did not go because it was a Christian college, but I went because they gave me for a four play ride, basketball, right? Mm-hmm. To play basketball. Mm-hmm. That was that was my dream. And so I get to campus, and before I went, Jamie, people told me from my hometown, Natchez, um, they knew what kind of student I was. I was a get by student, mm-hmm. and I remember a guy telling me, Ashley. They do not play about academics at Mississippi College. And I was like, oh, I got this. I've been getting by since ninth grade. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Well, I get to Mississippi College, and my first semester, I do great in the classroom. I do great on the courts. And I was like, see, I got this. 
second semester of my junior year, I started partying, hanging out with the cool kids, if you will. And midterm grades came around and my athletic advisor, she called me in and she said, this is your GPA. These are your grades. And she said, are you going to get your grades up or are you going to fail? And if I know you love Enneagrams. I'm an Enneagram three. And when she said the statement fail, I was like, oh, no. I do not fail. I am going to get my grades up. Well, I continued to party and my because my classes became difficult, I couldn't, I've never been a type to just study for, or, or not study and pass. And so I wasn't studying. I continued to party and May came around. I came home. It was probably final grades came out like a week and a half later. And I opened up the portal and Jamie, I kid you not, I have a 1.5 GPA. Yeah, that's not going to fly. No, you need at least a 2.0, you guys, to play athletics on a collegiate level. And in that moment, Mm. and I said this for the first time publicly on my podcast, but in that moment, the first time I've ever wanted to die, Mm. the first time I ever wanted to take my own life because that was my identity. Basketball. And basketball was my identity, and it was stripped away from me. There was nothing I could do to get on that court and be able to play competitively with a 1.5 GPA. And so my coaches called me. I ignored their calls like three times. And he texted me. He said, we have good news. And I was like, oh, so this really does work for collegiate athletes. Like they do, they make up grades for you. It's going to be all good. You're thinking they're going to bump you up. I'm going to get, you know, at least a 2.0, 2.1 to play. And he says this to me. He says, Ashley, we want to give you a full ride on academic probation but you can't play and you can't travel, but you can still practice and lift weights. And of course I took it. I wasn't satisfied with that, but um, I took it. I went back to school for junior year part two, and that's when I got involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. While my st- while my teammates were traveling, I was being discipled by a woman named Bethany Pigott, and praise God for Bethany, um, because my life has now changed forever because of her obedience and what God did on the cross. And so she discipled me, and she said, hey, can I share the gospel with you? Not only that, can I teach you how to share the gospel? So I started going to FCA, and then I started, I was on a leadership team. I wasn't president. I wasn't good enough. Well, like, I shouldn't <laughs> have been president, I'll tell you that much. But I was on a leadership team, and I was helping plan FCA, and my life changed forever. When Whenever I gave my life to the Lord, I felt the Holy Spirit say, you will work with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I immediately changed my major to sports ministry wow. the next day. And um, it didn't, I... It didn't happen immediately after college. I had a four-year wait to get where I am right now, but God has kept his promise. And I tell you, that year off, I thought it was going to be the worst year of my life, Jamie, turned out to be the best year of my life because I found my Lord and my Mm. Savior. You know, it's sometimes those unexpected things that we would have never chosen for ourselves or we would have never picked out. You would have never said, I want to take a whole year off because as an athlete, I mean, Taking a year off, it means other people are moving forward while you were standing still. Um, And I love how God works that way. Mm -hmm. It is really, really beautiful to watch. Um, I'd love to hear about your podcast. Yeah. What made you want to start a podcast? So I've wanted to start a podcast for about two years before I started. And I love to talk. I, I love to talk people's ears off. And I was like, I've got to put whatever God has laid on my heart somewhere in a book Mm -hmm. or a podcast and 
I just said, man, let's do a podcast. And so many people were pushing me to do a podcast. And I prolonged it because, for one, I didn't know how to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Didn't think I could do it. And I was like, I don't have the time to do it. And so this past May, I said, or at the beginning of 2022, um, I've been following you since I moved to Texas. And I was like... I think I can do this. Like just following you, listening to you, and um, just downloading these easy guys like GarageBand, and knowing that I don't need a expensive, like an expensive mic. And I said I can do this. And just listening to your story, how you just started, and I think I needed to hear that. Just hearing your story, how you just started you Mm -hmm. didn't have everything you need and so I I went off that I was like Ashley all you have to do is just start and so um, the Lord had laid on my heart come like a child and I didn't know if there was going to be a book or a podcast or a kids ministry and one day it may be all three of those things but right now it's a podcast and I titled it come like a child because Honestly, it's just the basics of the Bible. Mm. And I want those who are not believers and even those who are believers to hear the gospel in the simplest form. Mm. And um, I'm super authentic on there. I open up about my struggles. I am a very open person. And um, we're just coming like children, just very transparent, fully dependent upon the parents. For for me, fully dependent upon God and what he has um, given me to say to release to the world and so it's been a joy and it's so much fun <laughs> I'm so glad I got to catch up on it this summer I'll tell you you're doing something that I don't think I could ever do and that's just talk solo on a podcast did you ever think about doing some interviews no I I've done one but I I never thought about interview I don't I don't think that I'm good at interviewing See, people. this is what I always tell people: you know what you're good at, and then stay in that lane. Yeah, like listen, what's you're, what you're not going to hear on the happy hour is just me talking into a microphone. Yeah, see, I love it. I love it. I don't think I can. I will do more interviews uh-huh. just to switch it up a little. Yeah. but I don't think that that'll be my main. No, wow. I like talking like in front of people. You know, like on a stage or something. I can do that, but yeah. it's just like, oh wow, I don't know if I can do that. It's kind of dangerous because sometimes. I'm like, Ashley, you have to end it. It's 45 <laughs> minutes, you know. And so with a guest, I feel like, you know, there is always the time. Exactly. You're like, oh, we started. We got to finish here. Right. You're just talking and talking and talking. And right. you're like, oh, my gosh, I've been talking to these people for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to. I have to learn that it's it's my it's my podcast. So I can do however many episodes. I don't have to put everything in one episode. So I'm still learning that. I feel like spread I have the, to. Spread the message out. Spread, spread it the out. Message. Yes. Spread it out. Okay, how long have you lived here in Texas? I'm entering into my third year. And what do you think about us? I love Texas. Texas is home for me. I am not looking to move unless the good Lord calls me somewhere. Um, After college, I'm from Mississippi. I moved to Orlando, Florida. I loved Orlando. Um, The weather was nice. I was a teacher and a coach. And it was... It never felt like home. It felt like a vacation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because growing up in Mississippi... And then being 15 minutes from Disney World and never having to pay. I was yeah. like, is this really home? Do you know, people I've never really... been to Disney World. Really? Yeah. Oh, never. my gosh. We've never taken our kids. You've got to go. It's. I don't love the parks. It's so overwhelming to me. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's, it's it should be on your bucket list. For I know. Sure. Angie, who we work with and mm-hmm. uh, edits these shows, she loves Disney World. 
she maybe does I need to fly to Orlando and go ahead go see it go see it it's it, it, you you won't regret it I mean it, it's gonna be hot probably depending on what time you go and it's gonna be a lot of people mm. so you're used to the heat you live in Texas and you love people <laughs> so it'd be great I'll <laughs> just fit great. right in <laughs> let's talk about University of Texas yes um there is a lot of people who listen who are either in college maybe we're not gonna talk about the university of texas per se but who are in college or have like me who have kids going into college Mm -hmm. how do you think that parents and leaders whether that be parents of the kid or youth ministry leaders or high school teachers like what are you seeing that is super helpful as we send kids into college Mm -hmm. you know we had the our podcast launch that i'm doing with lisa whittle came out just a couple weeks ago and so we have been thinking a lot about like sending kids into the world for me specifically i'm just sending a kid into college but maybe some parents are for that show launch you could be sending a kid to kindergarten who cares Mm -hmm. but for you specifically what do you think about when you think about how we as parents and leaders and mentors how can we equip kids to step into the university life or whether they're at a junior college or whatever wherever they might be you said that you know the university of texas is a little bit of a dark place Mm -hmm. what can we do best to equip them Yes, um, I would first start off by praying, and I and I know that seems super basic, but there's so much power in prayer um, because it's the most powerful way we can communicate mm-hmm. with our Father. And so, I secondly, I would tell them that even though the University of Texas is a dark place, there are so many believers there too. Mm-hmm. And I think that what I'm realizing now is that we're just so silent. And so, um, I would say if I was a mom. Be bold about your faith. There is somebody in that circle, whether it's one or two, there's somebody in that circle that you have no idea. They come from a Christian home. Mm. They want to be cool. They're shy about their faith. And it's going to take someone to be bold. And so I would tell my kids, be bold about your faith. Say, hey, do you want to go to church with me? Yeah. You know, and so because what's going to happen is if you're not bold, if you don't have confidence, if you don't have endurance, then you're going to fall off the wagon and you're not going to go to church every Sunday, but um, you won't be able to do life alone following following God Mm. while not being bold about your faith in college, especially if you don't go to a Christian college. So I would tell them to be bold um, because it will open so many doors. If not, nobody's ever going to talk and you're never going to go to church and you're going to fall off and you're going to find yourself being influenced by the crowd that is partying and mm-hmm. drinking and making all the worldly choices. Yeah. And so I would tell them, and first, be prayerful for a community of believers, and then to be bold. That's so good. You know, I was even, the day we're recording this is the day that my kids started school. And so my daughter, who's my youngest, started ninth grade. So here she is going mm-hmm. into high school, which we remember high school. Oh, I yeah. mean, she was like, actually, one of her biggest, like, stresses was lunch like will I find friends to sit with and do you remember that feeling of like absolutely walking in just wondering am I gonna see anybody I know but one of the things that I like prayed with her and over her this morning was just asking God to send her really good friends who love people and love Jesus Mm. and it's that whole thing of like this community of finding a community yes and um I had never thought about being bold about your faith not to evangelize but to give somebody else the confidence to be able to say, yeah, me too. I'm a Christian. Like, yes. let's do this life together because that's community. Yes. That is really, really, really good advice is to yes. be bold about your faith so that you give other Christians the confidence to say me too. Yes. Yes. It's all about the me too's. Um, like I said, 
there there is somebody that at that school that is in the same situation. They just don't know that they're not alone. And we'll never know unless at least we, I myself or somebody else speaks up. And mm. so yeah, be bold. You you know you don't know what God will do when you're bold. That's so good. Okay, let's talk a little bit of uh, football. Yeah. Do you like watching football? I I like it. I don't say, love it. I thought you were going to say no for a second. I love the atmosphere. I, I will go to the games and I won't watch the games. I'll fellowship oh. with my friends. Don't come with me then because I'm watching the game. Okay. You will not like me sitting next to you. <laughs> I am like in the game. Um, okay. So what is your favorite sport to watch? Basketball. Okay. NBA or uh, college? College. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love I love the I love March Madness. Okay. I love college basketball as well. But the season is so long. I just cannot. I can't keep up. It's like basketball and baseball. I'm like, we have too many games. Tell me when it gets to the World Series or the National Championship. That, that's what I'm here for. That's fair. That's fair. Have you been to a Texas basketball game? Yes. Okay. So years ago when Coach Barnes was here, okay. um, he's now at University of Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, the other UT, uh, he went to our church. And so we were friends with him. And so we went to some games then. And um, I like going to college basketball games. It's also just super hard to like on a weeknight get up there at like mm-hmm. a seven o'clock game mm-hmm. when I've got my own kids wrestling and lacrosse and all those things yes they do play a lot during the week yeah so. a lot during the week which makes it hard mm-hmm. are they are we in a new building now yes the Moody Center have you been so nice yes have you been to a concert or a volleyball or volleyball there too I'm assuming no volleyball has their own gym oh they do yeah it's Is called it worse it I mean it's it used to be the old basketball gym long time ago okay but it you need to experience it being in Greg watching UT volleyball because it's a sellout almost every game. The atmosphere is crazy. It's probably the is most dominant. Is it in dominant. season right now? Yes. They I want to go. I'm going to take you. Let's go. I'm going to take you. I uh, Here's a fun fact. Are you ready? I'm ready. When I <laughs> first got out of college, so I was in college for too long and I only have a bachelor's degree, okay? I did take a semester <laughs> off, I would like to say, uh, but I was in college for like six years. I don't have a master's. I have a bachelor's. That's it. So about four years in, when I still was not on track for where I was supposed to be going, I dropped my um, education degree. So I wanted to be a teacher and a coach. And I was just like, you know what? I just got to get out of college. I got to get out. And so I was kinesiology and speech communications, knowing all along I wanted to be a coach. But I thought I'm going to get out and then I'm going to go. Texas has like you can do like a special certification. That was my plan. Well, I got out and I couldn't get that happen. And so I got a job at a private school outside of uh, Houston. Let me uh, let me give a little shout out. I think it was called, God, that was a long, Calvary Episcopal, I think. There's a little shout okay. out right there. And I went in to the interview and he said, okay, I'm going to hire you to teach Bible and journalism. Okay. Okay. That's fine. He goes, and you can coach basketball and volleyball. And oh, I wow. said, oh, I, don't, I, I can't do volleyball. I told him I can't do volleyball. He said, well, that's what the job is. And I said, no, I've never touched a volleyball. Like, I can't <laughs> coach volleyball, middle school. And he said, do you want the job? And I was like, yes, sir. So this is wow. a long time ago. So that summer, I checked out books from the library about how to play volleyball, <laughs> how to coach volleyball. And I listened to this. This is the best part about this. That season, I was only at that school for one year before we moved. That season, we did amazing. And can I tell you that I never touched a volleyball in practice ever? What? So my assistant coach played and I told her, I said, listen, wow. here's the deal. I don't, I, if you, th- if I 
if I what do you do throw what what is it called I don't even know if I serve if I serve this volleyball in front of these girls it will become evident within the toss that I don't know what I'm doing and so I said let's not tell them and I never told them that I never wow. played I never touched the volleyball and we did amazing you need to find those girls at least one <laughs> they were so sweet it was fun it was middle middle school girls oh dear Jesus yeah. help us but all that mm. to say I learned a lot about volleyball and I enjoyed it yeah, I've never loved volleyball. We had volleyball at my college, but when I came here, everybody talked about Texas volleyball, and they live up to the hype. It wow. is the atmosphere. You're probably gonna love volleyball more than a football game. That is a lie, Ashley. You cannot. That this is a <laughs> lie. You you have you have not known me not long enough. Wait till you get inside of Greg. It's fun. It's so much fun. Okay, well let's go. Let's go. Um. Is, it's in season now, right? I it mean, is. We're it in is. It. They just had a scrimmage last Sunday, but they, I'm not sure when they kick off, but okay. it's soon. Well, when this show's airing, we, we've got our first Texas game tomorrow. Yes. Are you going? No. Do you, What is it like for you? Do you just go when you get tickets or what is that? I will go. I'm not sure if I'll let you use one of my tickets now that I know you're going to talk to me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't get tickets. I don't have the plug like that, but especially with football because they have their own chaplain. So we oh, don't get a lot right. of football players to to come to FCA. But um, if I do buy a ticket, I can get reimbursed or like volleyball because I do small groups with them. I just get on their pass list and then I get these yeah. cool seats. Okay. Same for basketball. You get good seats? Oh, yeah. I want you to take come me on. then. Yeah. Basketball, you get the same thing. Basketball, same thing. It's like court. I feel it's court like, side. I'm like two rows back. I don't know what Moody's like, but I was two rows back. Let's go for the basketball games, and it was so much fun. I felt like I was on the court. I want to go. It's it's fun. You know, the thing that I find so interesting, and I felt this when I came to FCA with mm-hmm. you, is that the University of Texas. You said it's one of the biggest mm-hmm. like athletic programs in yeah. the country. Uh, I think I've heard before that as far as like merchandise, the University of Texas sells the most out of any oh, yeah. college in America. But there are the athletics here. Like I think football because I love going to football games. And I think basketball and, and volleyball. But there are athletics. The the com- the everyday person is not thinking of that we're bringing home national titles all the time. Oh, yeah. Tell me about them. Rowing. Rowing, which I met a bunch of your rowers. Three years in a row, national champions. Girls girls okay. is there boys rowing that's no. weird okay sorry no. see i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and then tennis tennis second year two years in a row national t- um champions golf right. yep national champions and so i don't know why they get overlooked i mean if i'm being honest rowing is a sport that i've probably overlooked until those girls came to fca and we became friends Let me tell you why I they get overlooked them. you know why they get overlooked why it's called money Yep. Yeah, that's why. But that's, that's exactly. That's, a, that's, exactly that's another conversation for another day. But <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love rowing. I have watched them row. Um, they are so good. They practice all year long. So they are about to start practicing on the 22nd, and they will practice all year. And they will not have their first meet until about March. And, and they, they practice will, at Town Lake. Yes. Wow. And they will have two two days this entire semester with no meets. And I asked a girl, yeah, I asked, I asked them, we had an event last week and I said, do you think that, well, I guess they're winning national titles, but I said, do you think that it's okay to practice that much? Mm. And she said, well, I do think it's proven that the more you practice, the better you are. And so um, they practice a lot and they have won so many national titles, seven times in a row, big 12 champions, 
Um, so they can't argue with the coach that I they're know. practicing too much, you know, when you're bringing I don't bringing think you in. should argue with the coach anyways. That, you know what that gets you? Out. Out. <laughs> That's exactly right. You can't argue with a two-time national champion no. coach, especially. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I, I started working out here. Like, I haven't worked out in like two weeks. So anyhow, I started working out here at this gym where I live in Dripping. And when I'm in there working out, there are some ladies. They crack me up, but they're always like, how many more? What time are we going to be done? What else are we doing? And all I can think of, my, if I would have done that when I was an athlete, first of all, you, you don't do that or you're running the whole practice. No. And when no. I was a coach, oh, no, you don't come at me saying how many more. No, you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. That just makes you, do, you know what? You, you more. Just don't even ask. Don't even ask don't, no questions allowed. Practice is running over. <laughs> but they're so disciplined. The, especially the rowers they cannot rowers they row in the opposite direction in which they're going so mm-hmm. the coxswain the girl who sits in the front is the only person who can see where they're going the, those girls you aren't allowed to look behind you that's oh, how i want you to preach about this right this is like a, this is a sermon right here it is it is so i didn't know much about rowing and i when i first discipled a girl i said teach me about this sport and she said there's a boat and we call it eights and I said, okay, and um, and it dawned on me. I said, wait, so whenever you're rowing, the you're rowing in the opposite direction. So do you take turns to look back and see where you're going? And she said, no. And I said, well, how do you see those who are paddleboarding the bridges and everything? And she said, well, actually, it's called eights, but there are nine people in the boat, and the ninth person is the coxswain, and the coxswain does not lift weights. She does not row. She just gets to do her own thing. She All she does is steer the boat in the direction in which it should go in. And my words to the student was, oh, she, her job is easy. That's not fair. That's exactly what I was just thinking. And she said, oh, no, Ashley, she has the hardest job because she steers us in the right direction. She is the only person who knows our time. And she's the only person who can tell us um, how far behind or in front we are. And she said, we are to keep our eyes on the coxswain at all time. And so they are rowing with their eyes face forward. And the coxswain is telling them, hey, we need to pick it up or um, we're almost at the finish line. Keep rowing at the same speed. And the next boat is coming is a boat distance away. And so I couldn't help but to think about us being the eights Mm. and God being our coxswain. And I went on to say, well, have you ever not trusted your coxswain? And she said, Ashley, we've I've never not trusted my coxswain. And when you are two times in a row national champions, you have no reason not to trust your trust your coxswain because she has not failed. Mm. And I said, man, God is our coxswain. We're in the eights. I don't have to look to the right of me or to the left of me or behind me or how far in front the blessing is because the person who's steering my life will get me across the finish line. And because he has not failed me yet, I can trust him. Can I get an amen? (laughs) I mean, listen, I got chills over here. That is so good. Yeah. I just kept thinking you've been like you've been faithful before you'll be faithful again and yeah. that Yeah. Wow. I cannot watch them without thinking of Yeah. myself and us being the eights and God being the coxswain. I I want to now go watch, I'm going to go YouTube watch some rowing yeah. matches, matches, events, tournaments. Yeah. We don't know. Meets. Meets. There yeah. it is, a rowing meet. And it only takes about 6 minutes. Golly, all that training training. and then there it is. So you have to go hard for six minutes and... And then that's it. Yep. 
Wow. It's an interesting sport. I love it now. Uh, you want me to tell you one of my dream guests on the happy hour? What? You might who? know. Oh, I know. So, who Football you, player. Who, who do you think? Um, it's Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Bijan, can you hear me? Check, check. Can you hear me? <laughs> I see him almost every day. I'll ask do him. You, you will not. You are going to go up can to him I and ask, ask him? him. Yeah. You know, I sent him a message on Instagram. Really? Did okay, he so, respond? Listen, this is weird and this may not make this show. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to pull up my Instagram. <laughs> Have I told you this one before already? I don't know. I don't think so. Unless something's changed. I want to show you something right now. Okay. <laughs> Here he is. Does this mean he's following me? Yeah. Right? He follows you. Yeah. He's, and he follows follows Austin Stone. College. Yes. Yes. He loves you, Jamie. What are you waiting on? What am I waiting on? <laughs> let me see what my last message to him was. Ready? Wait, is he responding or no? Okay, so let me just say, on October 2nd, last year, I sent him a message. <laughs> it said, great game today. <laughs> Good he start. said, he replied back the next day, thank you. Okay. Jamie, y'all are friends. No, because look at all the messages I've sent him since and he hasn't responded. Let me tell you this message I sent him. This is like, he had to have read this and thought, this old lady's crazy. I said, really love the way you give God glory in all of your life. Makes me love pointing my boys towards you. That's so true. It is. It is. And he then is here a I, strong believer. Here I am tagging him. I, I'm giving, I, here I am again, November. Had a great game today. Is he seeing them? Like, did he read them? Do How you do you know? know? I no, I, I said. It was say scene, okay, scene so he must have been out or something, and I said we miss watching you play. Okay, I don't know if he's seeing them. Maybe he's hidden my messages. Maybe he's like, this woman would be crazy. You should come to campus w- with me one day. He's, I mean, he already knows you. Y'all you're not just act a, a fool. Y'all I would, just need an introduction. He's, but he, he's a star online, but he is just a regular human being mm-hmm. when you see him. And which the, really, that's what we have to remember about all of these. Yeah. And that that you know like. The thing that is hard about college athletes, and I don't know if you feel this way, but for me, I, I, I don't know how they handle it because they are regular 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids who then are responsible for so much, especially you're like, like Bijan, talking about him. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the... He's one of the highest players on that team. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll go pro. He's probably the highest paid collegiate athlete right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll go pro. I mean, this oh, is the yeah. thing. We'll be watching for him sure. play for a long time. For sure. And be John, don't forget me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the if first If you time, get him on the happy hour, you're not an intern. We're hiring you. That That is your... <laughs> we, the first time I met him, I didn't know who he was because I don't watch football. This okay. is so embarrassing. But oh, I bet he loved that. He, he probably did. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was just walking on campus and I said, why did you choose Texas? And he said, God told me to come here. And I said, wow, that's awesome. You didn't know and he was. I didn't know he was the. Wow. Number one running back coming out of high school. 100%. Like, yeah. The best running back in, in college right now. And when he when we got done talking, so many people asked to get his picture. And I said, Ashley, you don't, you have no idea who you just talked to. Wow. And so I Instagrammed him and I was like, oh, just the number one running back in the nation. <laughs> NBD, no big deal. And so, no big deal. But he, he's in the, he's in the tank all the time. Just, yeah. I mean, super friendly, super sweet. But when you're in that setting, all of UT athletes, most of them are like verified. Mm. So they're not fan girling and fan mm-hmm. guy over Bijan because they're yeah. all just as popular. Exactly. You know? yeah. So. When I'm in there, you know, I'm trying to play it cool, and yeah. I see them so much now, but 
it's fun when you're on campus. At the football games, it'll be different. Yeah. You know? I mean, I really... I, res- I don't know him. I only watch him play and think he's a phenomenal athlete. But then I follow him on Instagram and he's always like giving mm-hmm. all the glory to God. Yeah. And I just don't think that it would be worth it to be fake about that at yeah. his level of like spotlight. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think being fake about that, for sure, we can do that. But I don't see him being fake about it at all. And so I really respect him a lot. Yeah. And I do feel like this like proud little auntie that I'm like, I just want i want you to succeed i want you to still love jesus when you're done playing here i want you to go pro like look at me i'm acting like i know him <laughs> he's gonna be on a happy hour i'm gonna ask okay. him okay i'm gonna ask him please. all right we're almost done here but i gotta know this but what do you think you think we're gonna win next weekend against alabama <laughs> man we we're gonna win you're calling it i um, like i like your um i like your positivity yes i'm gonna back up the school that i serve at i'm gonna have so much faith in them and Coach Sark. I'm gonna call it too. Let's call it right they're, here. They're gonna win. I think it's gonna um I think it's gonna be a really close game. And we're gonna I come through so. at the end. Um we're gonna back them up. We're gonna back them up. We are. We're gonna win. We're gonna be there. It's gonna be great. I think that they're gonna do really, really good. You know what they say? Texas football is back. We're back. We're back. My favorite thing that they say at Texas is what happens in Texas changes, changes the, world. the world. I look at that from a spiritual view. Tell me. Every time. And I say, what we plant at FCA, mm. it, it's going to change the world. They look at it as the, the, the power of a degree from Texas. Mm-hmm. And I say, but the gospel, if we can get the gospel in the locker rooms and in the classrooms, that is what is really going to change the world. I love you, Ashley. I love your heart. I love what you're doing. Um, thanks for talking about all kinds of things. College, athletics, my dream guests, all the things. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the happy hour. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the happy hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you. Every encouragement we get to give you and every opportunity we get to point all of us to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is the number one way that people find out about our show. It's because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that will make us think, they'll make us laugh, and they'll always point us back to Jesus. And come find me other places on the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm over there at Jamie Ivy. And if you've never visited my YouTube page, you're going to want to go there. Have you ever listened to a show and wondered, I wonder what they look like? Well, go find us over there. It's jamieivy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Executive producer, Jamie Ivy. The show is produced by Lindsay Sweeney and edited by Angie Elkins. Art by Jen Jet Barrett. Original music by Matt Graham. And I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend.